to me. Live from McGillicuddy's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to but we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right, we are at McGillicuddy's in St. Paul, and we're going to take shots. It's Saturday morning recording this. Uh, you'll hear this on Monday morning, so we're going to take shots of espresso. Ready, David? Shots even, of even espresso. We, even we don't take shots of booze uh, on a Saturday morning. <laughs> I mean, I do normally, but oh, not today. Not today, not today. Cheers. My, my kids are around. Yeah. Mm. Oh, all right. It does more for me than the shots we usually take. <laughs> Wakes us up a little bit, I think, yeah. right? Um Cool. All right. Well, it's been a couple of days since we last recorded. Uh, anything new in your life, man? Well, so I think everybody who's listening to this is aware. Uh, when we recorded our last episode, I had strep throat. That was the big talking point. Everybody was talking about it. Couldn't stop them. Everybody. I, now, now I had not been formally diagnosed, but my kids had it, and it, you know this, the writing was on the wall. Uh, got diagnosed as of this morning. So here, here's the game. Okay, I am boarding a flight to go to Phoenix tomorrow at uh, about five. Okay. Uh, when you have strep throat, you have to take an antibiotic, and then 24 hours after you've taken the antibiotic, you are no longer contagious. We are recording this podcast on a Saturday morning, so what it's going to become is basically a photo finish for me getting the medication in time today and taking it to either be not contagious and be fine tomorrow, or I board a plane having taken it too late, and I'm patient zero in a nationwide epidemic of strep and all this other stuff. So that that's the game we're playing today. So, and also you been, you are telling me basically I've been uh, exposed to strep for the you, last oh, you have three strep. days. Oh, there's no question about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we're even talking about that. Uh, all right. Uh, well, as we promised uh, on Thursday, we're going to actually do the Western Conference preview today. Um, and so well, let's just jump right into it. We call it the, the best Western Conference. That's a that's a funny joke. Uh, brought, best to best Western. brought to you by Best Western. Uh, need a bed? Best Western. We got beds. That's it. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's again. We'll do this alphabetically. Um, so let's start off with the Colorado Rapids. Um, Colorado, Colorado Rapids last year um, did really well. Actually, they finished fifteen, six, and thirteen, fifty-eight points. They lost in the Western Conference Finals, of course, to the Seattle Sounders. And we play. So all the nice thing about the, the Western Conference is we play all these teams at least twice, once home and one away. Um, we are away to the Rapids on March 18th. I will actually be at that game, and we play them again basically within a month uh, on the 23rd of April home. Oh. So, David, uh, what do you got on Colorado? Co- Colorado was weird because we looked at them last year, and everybody thought they were going to be kind of a toilet team, and then they yes. came They came within one game of winning the Shield, so it surprised yeah. everybody. Um, but I, I, I look at them now. So the question is, is that a fluke, or do they have what it takes now? Um, here's my thought. Probably kind of a fluke. First of all, Jermaine Jones is gone. Uh, say what you want about Jermaine Jones. In MLS, he's still a difference maker. Uh, maybe not for a national team. Uh, he's getting older, but um, I think he's a different maker. difference maker. He's gone. Um, they've lost Marco Papa. They don't have Sebastian Latou. Um, you know, they kept Jared Watts, which is great, but but I, I look at what happened last year as being, I think, probably a fluke with the talent they have, and a lot of that talent that was difference makers for them is not there anymore. I expect something like a regression to the mean this year. Sorry to say, guys. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, they brought in 
obviously Tim Howard halfway through the year, but they also had a really kick-ass goalie in Zach. You know Mass. what I think about um, about DP goalkeepers? <laughs> no. Oh yeah, yeah. The four times they touched the ball that game, big impact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, basically, I mean, this team won by counterattacking. Like they only they only scored thirty nine goals last year, which is by far the lowest of any team that made the playoffs. And it was obviously that's got to be by far for any team that's ever really truly <laughs> meaningfully contended for the Shield. They too. scored. They scored. Yeah, 19 less goals than points they got, which is kind of insane and yeah. bonkers. They also only gave up 32 goals. They were, they were the best defensive team in the league by far last year. And, I mean, say what you want about Jermaine Jones. Jermaine Jones is not a defender and not no. going to. So losing him, um, I don't think matters much on the defensive uh, end of the spectrum. Um, so I think they will still be a team that bunkers in and counterattacks. Now, how like Jermaine Jones can spring an attack, which is part of his beauty. Um, so losing him, I don't know if they have someone to replace him. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's there. I don't think they're going to concede a lot of goals, but I think you're right. I think they are coming, coming back to the, coming back to, coming back to earth, coming back to earth this year. So, um, okay. So FC, so talking about supporter shield, FC Dallas, uh, last year won the supporter shield. Uh, they finished 17, eight and nine. Uh, they had 60 points, um, just edging out the rapids and, uh, New York red bulls for the supporter shield. Uh, they lost in the Western Conference semis to the eventual champion Sounders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota plays them uh, in Dallas on April 8th. I might hopefully go to that game as well. And uh, they come to Minnesota in September on the 23rd. What do we got on FC Dallas? Um, Shield winners last year, uh, them I don't expect to come quite back down to earth. So so here's what I'll say. Um, they haven't lost a lot of major talent with the, with the exception of uh, Mauro Diaz, who now is going to miss a lot of the year. Um, they've replaced him with Javier Morales uh, out of Real Salt Lake. That is not a like-for-like like replacement, precisely. They're not going to get the same value out of him there. Um, they got a, you know, they've got a Paraguayan number nine named uh, Christian Coleman, so so he's going to help. Um, but they didn't lose major pieces other than Diaz. I still think this is a stacked team, and uh, they're going to make another run. Uh, if not at the Shield, they're going to be successful in the playoffs. I think. It's a, it's a stacked team. I mean, they obviously have a really they have the best development academy in the yes, United States. Yes, so without they, saying. they are leading uh, and, with uh, homegrown players, and yeah. they're not afraid to play the kids. Now, the problem that FC Dallas ran into last year is that they don't have a lot of depth. They had some injuries towards the end of last year. They had that big Open Cup run, um, mm-hmm. almost won the Open Cup. Um, or did, who they won the Open Cup? I can't even remember. <laughs> Good job, Lamar Hunt, U.S. Open Cup. We. Don't even know who won you last year. <laughs> uh, but they made, they had an open cup run. I know they were in the finals. Um, I know that for sure. <laughs> and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but uh, they when they had some injuries, they fell off. And they got handily beaten by the Sounders last year uh, in the semis. And they were literally, they were. I mean, they had a huge lead on the supporter shield. And that sort of dwindled as the year. Like, Rapids kind of like came on strong at the end. But mostly because I think... Um, Dallas just didn't have a ton of depth, which sure. is weird because they have a ton of kids and they're not afraid to play the kids. So I, I mean, you said they didn't really lose a ton, but I don't think they really brought in any depth to like help them out for that open cup run. Sure. Or like if they ever have any like any major injuries. So sure. I'm a little I'm a little uh, I'm a not little crazy less about them. yeah not as crazy about uh, Dallas as as last year. Or so all right. So, so they they did win the open cup. They did. Year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Internet. <laughs> All right. Uh, staying in uh, Texas, uh, let's talk about the Houston Dynamo. Um, Houston Dynamo were a shit-ass team last year. 
they finished uh, in 10th, uh, last place in the Western Conference. Actually, I think uh, worst team in the league last year outside of Chicago. Worst looking team. Worst looking team uh, that got off orange kit. Uh, 7, 14, and 13, 34 points. Uh, we play the Dynamo away, actually twice. This is one of the teams we play three times this year. Um, mm, we are in good Houston. Good for us. Yeah, <laughs> very good for us, actually. Oh, God damn it. Diego Costa just scored. Um, this is a timely podcast. Yeah. Uh, they finished. Uh, we play them away um, in Houston on the 15th of April and the 30th of September, and we host Houston in the month of July on the 19th. Uh, what do we think about the Houston Dynamo this year? Well, so still bad. Um, now they've they've got Cubo Torres in tow. Um, we have to see. Do they? So we'll have to see what kind of form he takes on. He had kind of a not a great spell with uh, Cruz Azul, uh, so he'll be. Uh, I say that like such a gringo, you know. Um, <laughs> so we'll have to see what he can do. But you know what? Will Bruin is gone. Uh, he's uh, run off to Seattle for uh, literally greener pastures. One thing that's really weird about uh, Houston, they've got three DPS, and they're all kind of competing for similar position. That's not strong planning. That's a problem. They've, they're also in a position, you look at a guy like Cubo Torre, they, they're in a position where it's hard to offload those DPs in, in uh, um, ways that give you a lot of value, too. It's, I, I think it's not even just a poor team. It's a poorly built team as they think forward from a, you know, a management perspective. So I think we have another lousy year for them. Uh, they've added A.J. De La Garza. They added Leonardo, whom I'm, I'm not crazy about, but uh, you know, clearly they, they swept the bottom of the, the barrel over at L.A., um, but, you know, De La Garza is going to be fine for him. Um, still a bad team. I'm sorry. No, I agree. Uh, literally, my notes for this team were, spoiler, this is a terrible team. They were the second lowest scoring team in the league last year. I don't think they did anything to fix that. Uh, and they play a really boring, very boring, like, deep 4-3-3. They, this is, like, the quintessential, like, Burnley team where they're just going to bunker sure. and hope that you – don't score more than two goals. You don't think them. De La Garza and Leonardo will make the will make that defense uh, stronger? Meh. 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 You heard it here first. Literally. It's also one of my bullet points on this team. Meh. <laughs> Meh. I appreciate that Minnesota gets to play them three times. I think we'll take uh, at least six of uh, the nine points there. So oh. that's a that's a guess. Bold prediction. Bold. Very bold. You come to this podcast for bold predictions. I'm, right. you know, it, not for right ones. Not for right ones. Just for bold, bold ones. ones. All right, uh, moving along, LA Galaxy. Uh, the Galaxy finished last year in third place uh, with a record of 12, 6, and 16, 52 points for the Galaxy. Um, they lost to the Rapids in the semifinals, and we play the Galaxy, Minnesota does, uh, here uh, on May 21st, and then away uh, second to last week of the year on the 15th of October. So what do we got on the Galaxy? How do we think they're going to finish? They are, a, if they're a contender for anything, they're probably a contender for most turnover ever within a team. Um, and, and none of that turnover is more important than Bruce Arena leaving. Bruce Arena was kind of MLS's um, um, Bilicek, I suppose, except he's not like an emotionless monster uh, who cheats, you know. But um, in terms of just a mind that gets how to work within the parameters of a league. For our, no for our friends across the pond, he was the, the MLS version of Sir Alex Ferguson. 
<laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he knows how to make the most out of a DP slot as well as how to. It's not just him. They have a whole, obviously, infrastructure of the team. But he knew how to uh, uh, take all these labyrinthine rules around roster building, build what was consistently a, a well-rounded top-to-bottom roster. I, they're going to miss him. Um, Zardes is somebody they're going to miss. He's going to be out for a while with an injury. Robbie Rogers is not going to make opening day with an injury. They've added Jermaine Jones. I, I, I mentioned he's still probably got value to add uh, in MLS at least. They added a D mid in uh, Joao Pedro. Uh, Pedro. Um, they added a winger in Alessandrini. So they've got a couple of pieces in there that mean they're not going to be squalor this year. But the, the amount of turnover they have means... Um, you know, it's not going to be that uh, that dynastic team we saw. Probably, in my opinion, may probably not even make the playoffs. Ooh, yeah, another That's bold worth. prediction. <clears throat> See, I I, I kind of feel different. Like they they, I feel differently. Um, the Galaxy keep reloading and finding a way every year, right? This is a team. This team will but probably they don't have arena. Yeah, he was he was reloading. He was the guy, but I'm sure he deputized a lot of. And the guy who took over for Arena is you know was his his uh, second in command basically. Um, well, he was a, he was a lag too guy. Yeah, but I'm sure I'm sure he, he picked got up system, a yeah. trick of the trade there. And they, uh, I mean, the one thing about the Galaxy, and maybe this is Bruce Arena. We'll find out this year, I guess, is that they just know how to find a way. Uh, like they won't probably be the best team in the Western Conference. But I think they'll make the playoffs, and they keep finding a way. They know how to pace themselves is the sort of the, the theme of the LA Galaxy over the course of the last, like, three or four years is that, you know, they'll be hitting their stride right when it's the most important time. And true. it's interesting, actually, because they haven't really had too many homegrown players. Um, they have two that are going to have probably feature uh, heavily this year in Jose Villarreal, who is a 23-year-old attacking midfielder, and Bradford Jamison, um, who's 20-year-old forward, they've actually spent some time and spent some money on their academy, and now they're sort of going to see the fruits of labor. And if the LA Galaxy not only can attract big-ass DPs and like great players that want to come play in LA, but they actually can develop players, that's a recipe for a uh, dynastic, dynastic team to continue their dynasty. So, Big-ass DP is a frequently searched term on the pornography website. Big-ass so. DP. Yeah. Let's keep moving. All right. Uh, <laughs> Well, we're going to talk about Minnesota United very briefly because we're actually going to do a little more Minnesota United preview later in the week. Yeah. Um, but what do we expect just generally from Minnesota United? Right. Yeah, we don't want to get in too much in depth here. Um, what I'll say is this. This is my opinion, and, and our, most of our listeners are United fans or United um, followers. Um, United adjacent. United adjacent. So the Minnesota Uniteds have, have historically there's – a, there's a hashtag panic. Um, almost inside joke at this point where it seems like they're always behind the eight ball, whether it came back to we're about to lose our team back in the NASL days to um, are we getting the you know the positions filled that we need to are we going to lose out to the Wilfs for an MLS franchise and we're not doing enough to actually make a claim for ourselves or the stadium deal or now coming into this year is like are we going to have any players by opening day? Each and every time they've come out winning. I mean, we got the stadium deal, which is is, is moving along. We've got uh, the MLS team. They, they've won each of those and surprised us, even though they've been quiet and behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. I think when I look at this roster, if you come in with the expectation that you're not going to sign any DPs and you're going to work on a budget, you just about couldn't have done better than they ended up doing, even though it was late in the game. The, pa the panic button averted once again. We were wrong. I was wrong. Now, should I still be hitting the panic button on front office stuff like uh, connecting with the community and uh, selling the team? 
uh, <laughs> I've got my opinions on that, but in terms of on-the-field talent, I think we've done a pretty damn good job. That's fair. I still panic all the time, but I'm... It's okay. I take medi- medication for that. You yeah, that. I, I, I refuse to. I, I, try to just, I try to work out a little bit. It doesn't really help me with the panic as much, you know, with uh, Minnesota United. It helps me with, like, my general life panic, but... Uh, panic can help you get a couple more so reps It does. <laughs> yeah, like, I do, like couple extra pull-ups uh because of panic um I, I mean i agree with you i've been following this team yeah since before the the uh are they gonna stay days and then i've lived and died by minnesota soccer um and so but yeah i think and it's minnesota and minnesotan soccer so it's like just a perpetual state of panic and i agree with you though i think the roster is well constructed i think what they they definitely have like keith has a vision for this team and He's, they've gone out and achieved, achieved that vision in what they can. And I hope that there's some moves in the summer, um, sure. maybe a DP, maybe not, but some bigger moves that actually like will keep furthering that vision. I think this will be a really attack-minded team, which is great. Um, I really hope this team doesn't give up like 40 goals, which I feel like is a possibility. Um, but I think it, it could be a very, very solid team. Oh, so. they're going to give up 40 goals. There's cert- I mean, for me, 50 is kind of the give up goals target more more there okay yeah all right well, okay now we're getting into the that's yeah fair. that's another podcast. let's talk about that yeah we'll talk about that uh next time um moving along the portland timbers uh they finished in seventh place last year these were your uh mls cup winners in 2015 uh they m- did not make the playoffs finished seventh in the standings 12 14 and 8 with 44 points like i said just barely missing the playoffs um we play the portland timbers ho- uh season opener uh, in Portland on the Mar- on March 3rd on Friday of this week. March 2nd. March 3rd. Friday, March 3rd. Oh. Excuse March me. 3rd is a Friday. I don't know my days. So. That's I get paid that day, so that's that's why I know. Well, that's why you know. Oh, <laughs> and then they From come, MLS for being an MLS yeah, show. Yeah, my Don Gar- I get my Garber bucks yeah. on uh, every other Friday. Good. Uh, so March 3rd and then again on the uh, 17th. So. Good. Good, good. Um, but they, uh, before I head to Colorado and smoke all that weed, um, then they play uh, Portland comes to town here on June 21st. So what do we think about the Timbers this year? Can they return to form? So uh, in our last podcast, I mentioned about the New England Revolution. I look at the team on paper and I say, this is a damn good team. This is a team that's going to make a run. And then they don't. You know, they finish seventh or whatever. This is that team as well. I look at the roster and I say, this is a team that should go places. It's a team that's very largely similar to the team that won it all a couple of years ago and seventh last year you know so um in my opinion they returned to form or in my uh, uh, my personal opinion we talk about regressing to the mean i think regressing to the mean is more like progressing to the mean i think their mean is higher than what they did last year mm-hmm. they added late in the game sebastian blanco uh, he's gonna make a big big difference for him in the attack you still got players like fernando adi uh, you've got valeri uh, playing out of the midfield rodney wallace is gone but i i think you've made an upgrade for him um, and then obviously Darlington Nagby. It's uh, this is a great team, uh, and I expect them to do some cool stuff this year. Yeah, that that's one hundred percent correct. Like the attack is attack like, heavy, dynamic and fluid, and that is kind of I think they um, you know part of my friends chat the bed uh, last year. I love for all the swearing <laughs> that we've done on this podcast. You're gonna call out one. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> um, mostly because I think. Portland was a better team than their results last Absolutely. year. And yep. so um, I'm – that is a – it's a team that scares scares the hell out of me. Um, 
tough opener for uh, Minnesota United. Uh, uh, it's not. It might be a demoralizing opener. Either. I I I see. I, I disagree. I mean, you did see when they because when we played them in Portland, we mostly played second like reserve teams mm-hmm. against each other. That's and like then, a non-indicator. Of- and then, well, they ran out. They when, like about two thirds of the way through the game, they ran out their starting eleven, and they basically bossed our team. Yeah. And to be fair, our team did not. Um, Minnesota did not run out a bunch of their starters either but mm-hmm. they i mean that's how they can, came back and and tied the game up they basically just they're 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 starting 11 bossed our reserves which again you would expect yeah yeah should be expected so i'm a little we'll see i mean diego valeri is might be one of the best he's, he's definitely one of the best players at mls so sure. and that guy can do pretty much everything so yep. um all right moving along uh real salt lake we saw those guys uh last week um they finished in sixth place they barely made the playoffs um they lost to the galaxy in the knockout round uh they finished with a record of 12 12 and 10 one of the most average teams in uh mls soccer <laughs> uh 46 points for real salt lake last year we go or they play they come to minnesota on april 1st and we go to uh the rio tinto on june 17th what do we got on real salt lake um I think you said it when you said they're like kind of the definition of a mid-team table, a mid-table team. I made that exact same slip up in our last <laughs> podcast. Um, I think you did, yeah. So Salt Lake um, up top, they've still got Movsisian and uh, Jao Plata. I think you know those are great guys to have uh, in a striker and kind of a underneath the striker um, role. So you know they're going to score their goals. I think they're, they're going to win a few games for them. But at the same time, Javier Morales is gone. Uh, James Olave is gone. Those are guys that have been, uh, you know, kind of veterans within uh, that organization. They never did the Donovan deal this year. Talking about Landon Donovan, you know, that would have been a spiritual <laughs> uplift, if not a soccer uplift. So I think they've lost more than they've gained this offseason. They added uh, Albert Rusnak uh, in the attack. That's fine. He's a Slovakian international. Um, I think generally they're a pretty well-rounded team. They've added guys like uh, Chad Barrett and Luis Silva in the back there. So I, I think they're a pretty well-rounded team, if not a team you know like like some of the more successful teams that have a lot of stars. I think this is probably a playoff team even or contending for playoffs. Um, just because of some of the uh, well-roundedness they've achieved. Uh, I talk a lot about how MLS is not about just stars, but your, your guys 4 through 11 need to be of a, of a really, really consistent quality. I think they've got that, but they're going to need a little luck on the way to, uh, to achieve that. Otherwise, they're absolutely a mid-table team. Yeah. Um, I'm, they're on the bubble for me. I think the team slightly regresses. They have four – actually, they have four players – uh, who could eventually probably will end up being starters on this team by the end of the year that are playing in the U20 uh, qualifying tournament right now uh, sure, for the U.S. Fair, team. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's th- those are four guys that probably, well, that will definitely get significant playing time. And I think those four all could be starters. Um, that is, uh, oh, God, no, my computer froze. Um, but Brooks Lennon, um, yes, Jordan Lennon Allen, uh, a couple other guys. Um, and so, and you're, as you mentioned, you know, Plata is a force to reckon with mm-hmm. who he can run up and down the field um, tax very well. Um, I think they're right around probably where they were last year, which is maybe, you know, making the playoffs. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I got a, a unique prediction that they're going to hit a stride like about mid season. They, they might have a lousy. I think they'll of start. The season. I think they'll start slow. Yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of the, kind of the thing we are talking about San Jose next um, San Jose uh, again was a terrible, terrible team last year. Um, they finished in ninth place, um, just ahead of the Houston Dynamo. 
I think they will finish in even lower position this year. Spoiler alert. Uh, their record is 8, 12, and 14 with 38 points. They come to Minnesota on April 29th, and we play them the last game of the year. Uh, maybe we're fighting for a playoff spot, hopefully, uh, on the 22nd of October. What do we got on San Jose? David Martin. So I'm super whelmed by this team. Um not very good. No, they added Jackson uh, Uel, um, who's a Minnesota dude, Minnesota ties. Uh, he's he's going to be great for them. Uh, I hope turns into a long-term star with the with the league or, or, or takes his talents uh, outside of this league. That said, I mean, what else have they done? First of all, they brought in a new GM. Uh, the new GM came in late in the game. So from a directional, like what team is our, you know, what shape is our team going to take? Uh, he wasn't able to make his impact and, and imprint his philosophy on the team. Uh, except insofar as he said, well, we're not going to sign any DPs, I can tell you that right now. So that was a great motivator. Uh, you know, I look at what they added. Obviously, we, we talked about Mr. Jackson. They added, uh, you know, a, a young man named Heika, I believe his last name is pronounced, and he's going to add some depth to the midfield. Um, the short story is that it's going to take some time for this team to establish new identity under a new GM, and um, even more than Minnesota they started that process late in the game and really don't have much to show for it. This, to me, is pretty much going to wind up being the worst team in the league. <laughs> um, I'm not willing to go that far, if only no. because of Houston. Can't um, always be right. But uh, you're right. I mean, they this is the was the lowest scoring team in the league last year. Um, they still have Chris Wondolowski playing striker, and I did not realize he still plays professional soccer. It's it's good because, you know, they can probably <laughs> cut some of his salary because he can make it up for it with, uh, like, Medicare and, you know, like, Social Security draw. <laughs> not if he's in Chicago. Let's put it that way. Ooh, that was a sick burn. Um, go read my story about that on the Dave's I Know. Or, yeah, Dave's I Know.com. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you. I think this team is not going to score a ton of goals. I don't know where any other goals come from other than Wondolowski. And we know he is really good at uh, heading the ball over the bar right in front of goal, right when you desperately need him to score a goal against Belgium. So brief story about that. Uh, I, I Julia got me some stuff, like for the big game, right, for the World Cup game. And she's like, man, well, I'll, I'll get you some. She doesn't watch much soccer. She's like, so I'll get you guys some snacks, right? You guys are going to be at home, big soccer man watching the game. I'm going to get you some snacks. And she had no idea what was going on. She ends up buying me Belgian beer and um, and Belgian eclairs. Like, she, she, we never have Belgian eclairs. There's no reason for her to ever have bought this. But she didn't even know who we were playing. She just happens but, to buy a bunch of Belgian shit. Uh, I think your your wife probably uh, jinxed the that was it. U.S. International thing. It was all my wife. Ah, uh, Julia. Damn it. Um, I, she probably won't ever listen to this. My, my no, wife, she won't. You can say whatever you want. My wife barely <laughs> barely listens to the, our podcast. So, um, all right, moving along, uh, we got three teams left in the Western Conference. Let's talk about your MLS Cup champions, the Seattle Sounders. Uh, they finished uh, in fourth last year, actually, um, in the regular season, and then they made that MLS Cup run. They finished uh, 14, 14, and six, 48 points. We do not see the Sounders until August, actually. Um, That's fine. Yeah. we They come here on the 5th of August, and then we go there on the 20th of August. What do we think about the Sounders? Are they going to be uh, repeat champions? Well, here's so normally I have these like labyrinthine notes about all these teams and positional things and players they've added and subtracted and stuff. I literally have just one not even complete line of notes for Seattle, and all I have to say is – now they have a full season with Nico Ladero and Clint Dempsey is back, and then the word Jesus after <laughs> it. So I mean, that's yeah, that's the other thing too. Is like I, I basically mine's like nothing has changed. 
they have more depth. Uh, like other yes. than like, they've added more depth. Like, it, this team could possibly like make a a, a treble run. Possibly, I don't they're, know. They're poised. For they're. It. I mean, yeah. Like they definitely have. They have. They could. They could play well on all fronts. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and, and especially uh, Clint Dempsey. Um, hopefully. No more scares with uh, with the heart stuff. Yep, that, um, goes, that is very goes scary. beyond soccer. I don't care if you like Seattle. We we wish Clint. Yeah, the best. I mean I hate Seattle, but they're gonna be awesome. Can I tell you a secret? I I've <laughs> always kind of secretly held a flame for Seattle. I know that that's really? not positive, but um, right. they just I don't know. They've We're always done. been a good organization. This is, this, is, this is it. This is the last podcast ever. So. The fans are insufferable. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But the organization, I don't know. All right, um, moving along, uh, let's talk about a team that I actually held a flame for for a long time, but now that we're in the same league, we are mortal enemies. That is uh, Sporting Kansas City. Yep. Spoiler, I actually own a Sporting KC jersey, MLS jersey, um, which I will probably – I'm not going to burn it, but I will metaphorically burn it in my heart. What do we got on uh, Sporting Kansas City? Oh, I should actually mention – as well that uh, they finished uh, in fifth last year, um, lost to Seattle, eventual cup champions, 13, 13 and eight. Uh, we go, actually this is one of the other teams that we play three times. They come here on May 7th and on the 7th of October, and we go down to KC. I will actually probably be on that bus down to Kansas City on June 3rd. What do we think about Sporting Kansas City? Well, Sporting Sporting was my MLS team before I had an MLS team. Hey, uh, so, look at that. Yeah, so um, <laughs> actually, you know, I went down there when they played Manchester United at Arrowhead uh, before they were Sporting. They were still the Wizards the Wiz- back the then. Wizards. And uh, they beat Manchester uh, United 2-1 to one, uh, at Arrowhead. And it was a big deal. And all the fans, you know, there was like a ton of fans there for what you usually get for a Wizards game. And, and they all were chanting like, USA. Yeah, which, you know... I, I I don't know. How could you not love soccer in that moment? I could- exactly. I actually saw the uh, that when they won the uh, MLS Cup uh, back in 2014. I was yep. actually in the South Stand when they won the MLS Cup. That is Cup, awesome. So you know where I was? I was. Um, Maybe I've told you this. So they won the cup. They were my team at the time. So I was watching on my tablet, super excited. Now, Julia is like eight months pregnant at this time, and she is not feeling it that day. And so she has a really weird thing she wants to do. She says, like, can I, like, play Oblivion, which is a Xbox 360 game. It's like an Elder Scrolls game. You know it. Yeah. No idea. And so it's like she never plays video games. She's like, oh, I kind of want to play Oblivion. I just feel like sitting around the house. She played Oblivion for 10 hours that day <laughs> while I watched, um, I watched Sporting win the cup. And then that night we woke up at 12 a.m. and had some children. And had children. Yeah. So so my my kids were born um, the night that Sporting won the cup. Awesome. So. Yeah. It was yeah. cold as shit down in Kansas. I mean, it yeah. was yeah. cold shit being like it was like 30 degrees because it was you know early December. Um, but I remember uh, it was actually a little bit colder than that. But we had um, we went to the the store to get the hand and foot warmers and like threw them in our boots and stuff. And we, the beer was like like getting stayed really cold and it was actually like that's good like freezing up before like, well, oh, you're trying to drink it. That yeah one. that's that's, that's kind of i mean you're gonna drink shitty ass uh like coors light or whatever that's which is what cool. we were drinking that's um all well, that that's our, that's, said, that's our pre- <laughs> that's our preview um, so minnesota united knows this team well we've played them a bunch of times in the yeah. open cup um dom dwyer of course is amazing uh his wife is uh very attractive and uh i you know sydney larue um but he was also developed by Adrian Heath down in Orlando, which I think bodes well for Minnesota. So bring it back to Minnesota. <laughs> I think we're going to get some good attacking. Um, this team, this is actually probably, this is, I think, a team that underachieves often. Um, they've been riddled with injuries, and they have a 
a lack of depth in the past, but I think they've actually added some pieces that will sort of mitigate that, and they're probably one of the most complete rosters in MLS, in my opinion. Clearly, you do hold that flame for him. I, you know, I, so I, th- I think I think they're pretty good. Um, I, yeah, obviously I've said I like them. Uh, Suni Saad got brought back. Uh, Zusi has kind of undergone a weird shift into a, a right back position. You know, we'll see how that plays out. There's going to be some transition there. Still a team that has Dom Dwyer and uh, Benny Failhopper. Um, you know, pulling stuff in the attack. So any team that has some of those players is going to have some success. Again, they're always playoff contenders. They will be again this year. All right, and the last team in the Western Conference, uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, last year, they finished eighth uh, with 39 points, a record of 10, 15, and 9. We play them home here in June on the 24th, and we go to Vancouver on the 13th of September. What do we think about Vancouver Whitecaps? Well, I, I talked about them extensively kind of when we played them in uh, the preseason so I gave you kind of my thoughts on them I wrote them off a lot I said they'd finish below Minnesota um, and then they signed Jordi Reyna and they signed um, Freddie Montero so that happened late late in the game and that uh, is that make them contenders I don't think it necessarily makes them contenders but those are huge pieces holy cow um, pulling some big strings here late in the preseason so um, my question for them was where are the goals going to come from and now we know that they still got Kikuta Mane this is a good team, uh, you know. If the if they gel, um, you know, with those new pieces, and if a couple of things go right for them, this this is certainly a bubble team. This is a contention team for um, for uh, a playoff spot, but I think a few things have to go right for them to do that. I I think a lot of things have to go right for them to do that. I don't think they're gonna fine. Ship, yeah, I don't think they're gonna ship as many goals as last year. Uh, the Harvey Parker. So you, I'm sorry. Yeah, you bring in Montero. You bring in Reyna. You still got Kakuta Mana. You think they're going to score fewer goals than they did last year? I, I don't think they're going to uh, give away as many goals. Oh, I misheard. Year. Okay, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, we'll just edit all of that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the the back four that they have is pretty solid. Um, you're right. They brought in some offensive talent, um, but I'm I'm hesitant to think that they can actually generate some offense. Kakuta Mane, Alfonso Davies, uh, Sid Reyna, can they gel? I mean, that's that's kind of the big that's kind of the big thing. We like say you brought they brought them in late in the game. I don't know. They we'll see. I think this is a team that will probably come on late again, kind of like Real Salt Lake. I think you're right. I think they're sort of right in the mix for a playoff spot, that fifth or sixth spot. But I I think they fall just a little bit short. So sure. Um, all right. So that concludes like sort of the Western Conference previews. Um, so now is episode. Say what's in this drink. <laughs> Again, our sponsor is Hams. What do you mean all your other taps are broken? Hams. <laughs> all right, what are you drinking right now? Well, I've got a crystal clear glass of water. Uh, it is, again, a Saturday morning. I'm on the brink of an ice-cold death right now. <laughs> and uh, in my other hand, because I've had four drinks of different things, by the way, in this uh, whole thing. Since I've, I've, yeah, got, since I've, I've been here. I've a nice which... hot cup of coffee. Mm, mm, mm. Coffee. I'm, I'm going to log it on untapped, see what people think. <laughs> That's fair. Um, actually, I'm not drinking either. Now, I finished my cup of coffee, and I will probably have a beer soon. Um, I don't know, whatever beer is in Martin's house. So. You mean uh, McGillicuddy's? McGillicuddy's. In, uh, Paul, <laughs> yeah, which yes. is where we're recording which right is, now. Yeah, whatever beer is in McGillicuddy's freezer or fridge. <laughs> Not freezer. God, it's terrible. All right. Um, now is the time where we actually make some predictions for the Western Conference. The sponsor for the best, best Western Conference predictions is Taco Bell. Because one bad decision cancels out another. Taco Bell. 
that's good. I've done that many times. <laughs> All right. Uh, just what you did last uh, last time. Uh, let's go from the bottom to the top. Who do you have as the worst team, the 11th place team in the Western Conference? <laughs> yeah, you could call them the 11th place team. You can call them the worst team. They, be, gonna, they will be the worst I'm going to call them the worst team. Uh, for me, it's the San Jose Quakers. Uh, I mentioned the wandalowski i guess question mark you know he's good for missing goals but you know he's not even going to get the chance to miss goals when he's stuck on an island this year <laughs> it's a team that uh has a lot of rebuilding to do i'm confident they can do it in the long term but uh they need some time to get there all right um i think the dynamo are going to be the dynamo worst team. Or worse huh? worst team in the western conference worst team in the league i think they finish with 29 points which is terrible that's, that's pretty bad it's terrible um in 10th place, I think we have the San Jose Earthquakes, so I'm, I'm not, I'm also not high on them as well. I think they finish with 31 points. You're right. Everything you just said about uh, San Jose, um, I don't know where they score, where they find goals, and that is the biggest thing, and especially in the Western Conference where you're going to Jackson. need to score some goals. Well, I got it. I just hope they don't ruin our, 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 our boy, Jackson. Like, yeah. So what do you, who do you think finishes in 10th place? Houston? Houston, yeah. <laughs> no, at least, at least we're aligned. Because, you know, when we talked about the East, we had teams that were either at the bottom or oh, we had, way we had one team, and a, we literally flipped them. Flipped it was them. D.C., United, and Chicago. Yeah, either finishing dead last or finishing <laughs> in a real high playoff fourth, spot. So, yeah. Um, so, no, we're, we align on this. Houston sucks. Uh, again, let's see what Cubo Torres does. Um, you know, Will Bruin is gone. I feel, you know, sad for Houston fans. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't really – Houston is a kind of a terrible city. I've been in Houston. Um, I, uh, in <laughs> finishing in ninth place, I have uh, Minnesota United. I think ninth place is probably the low end of where I expect them. I have them at thirty-four points. You have them I, at your worst expected position. Yes. In, okay. okay. I'm trying to be an. I'm trying to not trying to be an optimist. I'm trying to be a realist. Sure. Um, I hope they do better, but I think, like, I have them finishing with seven wins and thirteen draws, and that it pretends 18 losses. So um, if they secure a few more draws, it moves up. I don't think they're making the playoffs this year. I don't think they're actually contending for the playoffs. Come, you know, by August, I think they'll probably be out of it. Um, but I think this is a team that is building for something in the future, and I think they finish in ninth with 34 points. 34 points, guys. Yeah. With 34 ties or no, some with, other permutation no. of? Uh, seven wins and 13 draws. Okay. They're going to beat that five wins mark. They're going to beat the five wins okay. mark, yes. So I actually, this is my controversial pick, okay? If I have one, this is it. Colorado Rapids, oh. the, the team that was two, uh, two points out of the Supporters' Shield last year. I've got them buried at ninth. I think last year was a fluke. I think they lost some of the talent that helps them get there. Like uh, we talked about Jermaine Jones. Um, sorry, I I, I look at this team. I, I I don't see much else there. Finishing below Minnesota United, Colorado yes, Rapids. Yes, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, then, who do you have in eighth place? The Minnesota Uniteds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, again, we'll we'll give you a full a full preview of them. I think they've built a good roster, but there's too many things infrastructurally, and I talked about it uh, last week. Not even just on the field, but even off the field in terms of uh, everything from training and coaching to uh, management stuff like that. I think all that adds up to a, a successful or an unsuccessful team. Um, all of that has to start going right for him. So um, eighth is respectable, and I, I see him yeah. with about I see him with about forty points probably, um, but that's only good enough for eighth in the in the West. Okay, um, I mean I expect uh, Real Salt Lake to finish eighth. I think they they think they drop down a little bit. I think they finish with thirty nine points, which is about where you are thinking Minnesota will end up. Um, and uh, yeah, I think they I think they fall out of the playoffs this year. 
Um, in seventh place, just outside the playoffs again, I think, um, is the Vancouver Whitecaps. Um, I think they uh, finished with 40 points. I think it's going to be a really tight race uh, for that seventh spot. Um, but I don't think, to be spoiler alert, I don't think that actually is anywhere close to the playoffs um, in the Western Conference. But I think Vancouver finishes seventh. Who do you got in the seventh So to spot? clarify, you, you think that the difference between the playoffs and not making the playoffs is going to be more than like a couple of points? you think there's a jump here? I think it's going to be six points. Okay. Two games. Which is, which is significant. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Galacticos. I've got okay. LA Galaxy in seventh. Missing um, the playoffs. Missing the playoffs. Absolutely. Um, First time in a while. I, Bruce Arena's gone. A lot of turnover at other positions. Um, the magic. The magic isn't there. It's just they lost the magic. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So that should that mixes things up for the for what we're, we're predicting for the top six. We're gonna revisit these predictions at the end <laughs> of the year. By the way, so I, we want we're gonna put these on the website. Yeah, you guys can yeah. reflect on them. Go to daves.ino.com. We'll, we'll have a actually the predictions and we'll put both of ours so that yep. you can mock and ridicule us later. And at the end of the year, we'll revisit and uh, decide whether this podcast was even worth uh, doing. <laughs> Probably <it>. not. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but something I'm gonna continue to do for you know at least the foreseeable future. Yeah. So. Um, I, in sixth place, I have the Portland Timbers making the playoffs. Um, I have them finishing uh, 11, 10, and 13 with 46 points. I think um, one of those, I'm not going to spo- spoil my Minnesota United Portland Timber prediction, but I think they finished with 46 points. Again, six points clear of the seventh place team. I think playoffs will be locked up you know, two weeks before the season's over in the West, and um, there's playing for position, and I think Portland finished in sixth. Who do you got? I'm going to look like a goddamn fool here, which is not new. But I said a couple of weeks ago I thought Vancouver had finished behind Minnesota. Then they added a couple of players. I got Vancouver right inside the bubble at the sixth-place spot. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps. Again, Freddie Montero, uh, Reyna. I like him. All right. All right. Feels right. Feels right. Uh, Who do you got in fifth? (laughs) Um Real Salt Lake, you had them down uh, scrubbing the toilets, and I've got them actually in fifth place. To um, be fair, I had them in eighth place, not scrubbing the toilets, like the Houston Dynamo. Well, no, the Houston Dynamo are the toilet, <laughs> and then you've got well, San Real Jose, Salt Lake scrubbing the toilet. Well, San Jose maybe is the brush, and then Real Salt Lake is, yeah, or Minnesota United is All right, scrubbing. you come here for metaphors, and you got it. Uh, Real Salt Lake in fifth, and I say that. I kind of felt like when I was talking about them earlier, I was disparaging maybe more than I meant to be. There, there are not big star pieces here that are obvious, like slam dunk thing. You know, like like I like Jao Plata, but you know he's not he's not a DP in my opinion. But that said, they're extremely well rounded. I think uh, the biggest thing that could happen to them is they get challenged for depth if they start to uh, maybe they make an open cup run or maybe they um, have an injury or two that they deal with. That that could derail this prediction. But if, if that stuff doesn't happen. Um, I, th- I think they're better than people like you think they're going to be. That's fair. Um, I think Sporting Kansas City finishes in fifth. Um, I think they will solidly make the playoffs. I think their uh, seating will probably be pretty much locked up by the time they get to the end of the year, and so they'll probably rest some players. I think actually Sporting, you'll see in our actual playoff predictions, I think they make a run. Um, and so, yeah, I think they finish fifth. I think actually, uh, like, weird-ass prediction, I think Kansas City – I think Sporting KC wins the Open Cup this year as well. So I know we didn't, we're not predicting yeah, we the Open predict Cup winners, that, yeah. but I think uh, I think they win the Open Cup this year. So, all right, in fourth place, um, I have the Rapids. I mean, obviously dropping from you know almost winning the Sporter Shield last year. Um, I think they finished with 51 points this year, which uh, it would obviously be a, a drop from the 58 they had last year. 
And I think they finish in third place. Who do you got in fourth place? Um, sporting. Okay. So, cool. you know, not too far off of what you had. Uh, we talked about the talent they have. Uh, your fail hoppers and your Dwyers are going to – they're good for a fourth place unless you're, like, seriously hurting in other places. Um, I don't think so. I think, okay. I think they're okay. All right. In third, um, I have the Galacticos. Uh, <laughs> Big difference that, for us. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Western Conference is weird. Um, yeah, I think – I think – I believe that – the system is the system, and as much as you want to praise Bruce Arena, I know it didn't, you know, you look at Manchester United, Alex Ferguson leaves, and all of a sudden, shit falls apart. I don't think that's the same case in LA. I think they have the system. I think they'll just you know, retool, reload, and they'll just do enough to get in the playoffs, have a home game in the knockout round, and, you know, see what happens. It's playoffs. Like, playoffs are fucking weird. So, yeah. That's what I have in third. Who do you have in third? The, the magic is gone. It's just, it's gone. You can't recapture that. That's fair. Um, I've got the Portland Timbros. Um, I think that they bounce back significantly from what they did last year. We talked about Sebastian Blanco. He's going to be a huge tool for them. <laughs> That's a weird, <laughs> weird phrase. Um, <laughs> Sebastian Blanco, huge tool. Huge tool brought to you by Sebastian <laughs> Blanco. Um, I don't think that they're quite shield contenders or anything like that but uh, last year they underplayed considering the talent that they have and I think we see again a return to form a regressing a progressing to the mean for them uh, third place finish alright uh, so that just leaves the top two I think the Seattle Sounders come in second uh, only second 58 points I yes I am I'm, I believe in youth uh, you'll find out in the I, reveal my top team the only thing that i haven't talked about yet um but yeah i think they finish in second uh with 58 points um again this is another team that is knows how to play the game they know how to uh rest their players and they know what the playoffs mean and what they can do um and so i think the sounders finish in second i'm guessing you have dallas in second yep i got dallas in second uh shield winners last year the only big reason I don't think they repeat as uh, as winners in the West is because I think Seattle is only that much better this year. Um, but but Dallas is still a really, really good team. Going to miss Mauro Diaz a little bit. Um, but um, they, they've also got fair replacements for him. Yeah, still a very good team. That's fair. I think, I think Dallas wins the Dallas league again. I think they're the supporters champions again with 59 points. It's going to be close. Are I they going to win their first ever Open Cup? Or? No, I'm sorry. You already said they, they, won, they, yeah, they won. Yeah, they won the Open Cup. I think Kansas City <laughs> wins the Open Cup. God damn it. Um, I think it's going to be tight to the very end. I think, actually, these two teams will be separated by at least five points between the third place team as well. I think it's going to be a fight between uh, Dallas and Seattle. Um, and I think Dallas ends up on top. I think they have 59 points, and the Sounders end up on 58. And Dallas is your supporter shield winners. I'm guessing you have the Sounders and one. Got for the all Sounders. The, all things you said. So for yeah, yeah, for all the reasons I said, uh, a full season with uh, Nico Ladero, Clint Dempsey. Um, unless they have, you know, Jordan Morris. We didn't even talk about him. God, really, yeah, uh, we talk Jordan, about Jordan Morris. Morris. Yeah, that's that's where the team is at. When you don't even bring <laughs> up Jordan Morris. You're a pretty good team. Yeah. Um, I, I think they win the Shield, and I don't think it's going to come down to the last week. Either. Okay. Wow. There you go. Uh, let's do playoff predictions. Um, all right. So the knockout round, uh, the uh, my knockout round is uh, LA Galaxy and Timbers and Sporting Kansas City and Rapids. I think the Galaxy beat the Timbers 3-2, to two, and I think Sporting Kansas City knocks out the Rapids uh, by a score of 2-1. to one. 
Uh, who do you have in the back? I didn't give them scores because I'm like, there's way too much that's going to happen. Right. Yeah, no, I just, I, just, I just want to, I want to be very bold with my predictions. Oh, the, even just making that prediction is bold. <laughs> um, so I, I, I've got Portland and Vancouver with the tasty uh, Ooh, Cascadia, Cascadia matchup. Cup, yeah, uh, matchup. Um, but Portland's going to beat Vancouver. Portland, I, you know, I've already said I'm high on them. Um, Sporting Kansas City playing Real Salt Lake. If you were keeping track of my uh, rankings, I got Sporting beating Real Salt Lake. So the top are, the top seeds are moving forward. There you go. Uh, who do you have in winning in the semis then? In the semis, Seattle comes in after taking a little time off, and I've got Seattle beating Sporting, which is something that has happened in knockout in uh, environments before. Although it's happened the other way too. Uh, and Portland beating FC Dallas. I'm sorry, I, I like Dallas. I really do like Dallas. I just, uh, you know, I don't think that uh, it's gonna happen. That's fair. I actually have uh, Sporting knocking off FC Dallas as well. You're kidding? Yeah, four to two. And uh, I think the Galaxy um, will uh, trump the Sounders. I think it's gonna be a high-scoring two-legged affair. Probably like six four something like that. So, so you have Sporting winning Open Cup and making a, a, a real meaningful. Oh, cup let's keep going. Playoff round. God. Let's keep going. He's not done. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, conference finals. Who you got? Uh, you had uh, Seattle Portland and Portland have made it. Okay, this another Cascadia This is going cup to match. be an excellent playoff. That would be that would be a very that would be a really entertaining Western Conference for someone who's like more of a neutral observer of when your team is knocked out of the It'll playoffs. It'll be huge. Yeah. It'd be a, that'd be a really awesome Western the, Conference. The final. streets will run green with blood. Um, but I've got <laughs> Seattle beating Portland because as you know, I've got a big throbby for Bobby for uh, Seattle. Yeah. So. Uh, so I have Sporting and the Galaxy playing actually, which I think also be a pretty awesome Western Conference final. Oh, sure, sure. And I think Sporting Kansas City wins that one going away four to two it's hard for the galaxy to make it all the way to the uh, conference finals when they don't even make the playoffs well, though, right? the magic know, is I, gone I, <laughs> I feel i think they have the magic still i think it's not <laughs> it's not in encased in bruce arena i think it's a you know it's a more of a general magic all right um all right so general that, allocation so magic. who do you, so then who do you have in your mls cup final who is your eastern conference winner well, since everybody's taking meticulous notes of my calls, you will know that I have the Sounders and Toronto once again. Oh, that's right. Making yeah. it to the cup. We've I, now got a repeat. That is the that is the lamest of takes. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, the same the same teams who were there last year. Oh, do, do, my, do, do. my predictions were all just I just looked at last year's standings <laughs> the and table, I just, just said it. Yeah. Just re, I just read it off. Resubmit. Yeah. yeah fair um, enough. No, Sounders and Toronto, uh, neither of those teams have taken a, a meaningful step backward. Uh, that's, in that's in my opinion, Seattle has only taken a step forward as, as they get away from some uh, injuries against Nico all year. Uh, and Sounders beat Toronto, and it's not going to go to extra time this year. Okay. I was going to say, it's hopefully it's not extra time. So, um, Sounders repeat. So, actually, I have – I think so. obviously, I uh, – and if you are paying attention and listened last week and retain all that uh, knowledge, I said the Rebels are going to win the Eastern Conference. Um and Sporting Kansas City obviously comes out of the West. And I actually haven't written down a score or a winner in this one. So I'm just going to go with my gut here. And I think uh, Sporting Kansas City <laughs> goes to the armpit of America that is New Jersey and beats the Red Bulls. Like, beats the Red Bulls handily. Like, three to one. <laughs> I think Sporting Kansas City wins the Open Cup. Wins MLS Cup and then makes a CONCACAF uh, Champions League run next year. <laughs> of course. Boom! <laughs> so you heard it here first and most likely last. Sporting Kansas City with the double this year. Yeah. Let, let's fucking do it. Come on, Kansas City. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so Wow. That, that wraps, up our, wraps up our predictions. Um, 
So a couple other, you know, housekeeping notes here. Um, we definitely want you to continue to uh, send your applications for the job. We have a job uh, at uh, the Dave's I Know or Dave's I Know dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can fill out the application. We have some really good uh, applicants so far, but uh, yes. impress us. You know, we Dave's I Know dot com. Hit the careers tab. Hit the careers tab. And there's a link, and it's a short application, guys. It's so short, and it's so funny. It's great. You can also probably PayPal us some money if you want to uh, move your uh, application up. Oh, yeah. Up the up the list of uh, things that we're actually going to read. Oh, yeah. Um, so definitely do that. Um, also, it's the uh, last week before uh, MLS Fantasy starts, and we want you to play in our MLS Fantasy League. We are literally going to give the winner of our league a $50 Target allocation money gift card. Yes. It's actual money that you can use at Target An for booze. Target. An for actual booze? Target. Dude, the Target by me has a liquor store. So if I win this, I'm mm. gonna t- I'm gonna go and spend that fifty dollars on booze at Target. Because all you drink is hams, so you could probably get that. <laughs> I can get I can get probably yeah like a month's worth of hams for fifty dollars. <laughs> God, I hope it's more than a month's worth of hams for fifty dollars. <laughs> um, you go to fantasy.mlsoccer.com. Our league code is nine nine three dash four seven zero. Right now, there's only 22 teams, so you basically have like a one in 20 chance of winning uh, the Target gift card. Um, it's better odds than Leicester City. Leicester City winning the Premier League last year, because we're actually we if we win, we're not gonna we're gonna give it to, give it to we finish we finished first or second. We we're gonna you finish bump. one and two. Or we'll give it to the third place. Team, well, we right? almost certainly are gonna finish one and two. <laughs> yeah, uh, really, really quickly because the season yeah. is gonna start. Do you have like one tip for fantasy? What's your hot fantasy tip right now? Um, you didn't get to prepare for this. I did not get to prepare you. this at all. Um, well, because of the way the the ML fantasy, the MLS soccer fantasy works, I would say uh, don't pick Minnesota United players. Okay. Um, on the defense, I'm and gonna... you should definitely find the whoever you think is going to be the highest scoring defender. Pick that guy. I don't know who that is, but pick that guy. What do uh, you got? What do you okay. got? Um, that's fair. So. For people who are total rookies to this, I will remind you that the way this works, you kind of set your lineup each week. Look for teams that have multiple games that week. I mean, you just have you <laughs> have more opportunity. So you have unlimited transfers this year for free. It used to be that you only got so many transfers each, which which I kind of liked because there was strategy to pay yeah. long-term guys. Now you can refresh your roster every week. So look at the schedule, see which teams are going to be playing twice that week if they've got a midweek game. And throw a bunch of their players <laughs> in. Even players. if they do mediocre, they got twice as many chance for goals and assists. And yeah, the stuff, so. MLS Soccer uh, fantasy page and fantasy like stats are a little bit. I mean, I play. I've been playing this fantasy baseball league for like ten years, and mm-hmm. it's like super hardcore. Right. Like, and so like I then I look at fantasy like the soccer fantasy, it's and I'm just like, yeah. oh, goals, uh, you know assists and that's it like goals allowed you know <laughs> goals allowed yeah. yeah cool thanks guys no, so the, i don't the even flip know side of that is if you've never played before it's, it's very easy easier it's than very easy yeah. very uh, that is true yeah. you can literally set your lineup and probably just not look walk at away it. And yeah. you, you may end up in you know towards the top of the of the, of the table so yeah. all right uh all right that's that's it for the western conference preview um again get those applications in um you can find us at many locations uh daves i we have uh, some Eastern Conference haikus up right now. There They're will be, fantastic. There will be Western Conference haikus by the time you hear this. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Uh, leave us your own haikus there. You can probably comment on our shit, right? Yes, you okay. can. We um, have one person comment on our podcast that said in capital letters, unsubscribe. So, you know, the, <laughs> the comments are working. That's fair. 
listen, if you don't want to listen to us, don't listen to us. It's very easy. Uh, we are at uh, TDIKMN, the Dave's I Know Minnesota on Twitter, TDIKMN. Uh, you can almost always email us questions. I actually get the email on my phone. So if you ever want to just chat with me, the Dave's I Know at gmail.com. Uh, again, the Dave's I Know Facebook page, Facebook dot com backslash james i know it's still under construction i'm gonna get that i'm gonna fire our social media guy <laughs> i'm yeah. just yeah terrible we actually really some really good uh twitter interactions yesterday if you're paying attention to that, any of that stuff okay i don't care uh, yeah we have there's we're in a bunker we have a, a dave that's an intern who does all the social media so yeah fire that <laughs> motherfucker um you get the pod on stitcher tune in soundcloud again still working on the stupid itunes and google play you follow me at texas zeller uh and dave martin at underscore uh, offensive <laughs> underscore offensive. <laughs> when we start fresh you can follow Dave Martin at offensive underscore loons for all of our just general yeah. ravings. I post a lot of political stuff because I'm a dick sometimes. So unfollow him. So yeah, unfollow me, uh, follow Dave Martin, and then follow our podcast on Twitter. All right, that's it. So long. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, we have Thanks been for all the, the Daves you know. This was the Daves I know. Long as you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son. We can't do nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.